We'll play that later on in the show. But we're also joined by the cast of The Eleventh Hour, which is a stage production based on relationships between the police and the city youth. As always, once you call with your questions and comments, the number is 718-664-6543. Again, that's 718-664-6543. You can also join us in chat. There's a link on our Facebook page. And remind you, we are on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Pinterest. And it all can be found on our official website, www.thestephenightshow.webs.com. Newly redone. has everything there. Check it out. You can find out more about our team as well. Well, Ms. Parker, how are you doing? Hey, Happy New Year. Happy New oh, Year. How are you? saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Look, someone was saying, when, is it, when do you stop saying Happy New Year? I think after after MLK weekend, I stopped saying Okay. That. Okay. <laughs> well, how, was, how were y'all days? It was good. It was good. Amazing um, time with my family um, in Cali and Vegas. Uh, came yeah. back refreshed and ready to start 2015. How was yours? I'm a, they were good. Mine was more laid back, but, you know, I'm very excited about this year. I think it's going to be, like, a really great year. Do you feel that? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very, very optimistic and excited about 2015. I hear that. Is there anything that you want to accomplish this year? Outside I, think of, I, you know, I think I wish to share. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can respect that. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. All right. Well, Chike, uh, Chike Adam, are you there? Happy New yeah. Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. <laughs> Do y'all agree with Miss Parker that after MLK weekend it's time to kinda of let it go? Now see now see, I'm not gonna let it go after MLK weekend. I think it's when you see someone for the first time in the new year, you can still say it. Even not if it's true. like March? Even yeah, if no, it's no, like no. March. Not, <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I usually I usually think once my New Year is no longer happy, which is usually after the first week or so of work, <laughs> then I stop saying it. <laughs> That's my rule of thumb. What, did, did y'all have a good break? What did you do over the holidays? Yeah, uh, mine was pretty good. It was quiet, uh, kind of like yours, Stephen. I just uh, had, you know, most of my family or my close family lives in town, so just right. kind of stayed there and hung out with friends and family, kept it low-key. Uh, nothing too extraordinary, but uh, it was it was a great break. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you all believe in New Year's resolutions? Yes, uh, I do. I used to, but then I stopped doing well, them. So. I don't believe that you should wait for New Year's to make a resolution. I think every day of your life should be um, an act of you improving yourself and bettering yourself. So, no, I this, don't. Th- this is true, but, but technically for me, my New Year is really my birthday. My birthday is when I hit the refresh Okay, uh, but nice. yeah, I, I believe in New Year's resolutions because what I have like a little tradition that I've been doing for a long time now, where I actually write out what I want to accomplish in the year. I kind of pray over it and put it up where I see it every day. And so what I do each year at the end of the year, I look and see what all did I accomplish. You know what I mean? And that way I can kind of tweak it. So I kind of use that. I know some people believe in don't wait till like you know people say I'll start my diet January first. I'm good with having a good starting date. You know what I mean? A good that um, that just works well for me, but I think uh, I definitely agree with Parker as well. But I, but I'm a New Year's I believe in New Year's resolution. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Adam TK, what's going on in the world of movies? I know the um, Golden Globes were last night. Did y'all watch? No, unfortunately, I missed out on that. Okay. TK, I I was I was in La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what did y'all see? <laughs> Well, I actually uh, did. I have an opportunity to check out Selma. 
Okay. Um, I thought that it was it was it was dynamite. It was excellent. Um, the only issue that I have with the movie, um, I don't see. I don't really want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. But there's a scene in the movie that looks like a scene in another movie that Oprah is in the scene, and it 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 kind of mirrors another movie that Oprah had a scene in in that other movie. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it was just it was it was too identical for me. Like it, it kind of threw me off a little bit because you know writers and directors get together to give actors and actresses moments in film, and this was supposed to be her moment in this film. But this moment looked like another moment in another film that she had. <laughs> so it was a little too much like the other film in that moment, and it just it did something negative for me. Well, the but the purple. film in a whole was pretty good. Was the the color purple? Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what this film is. Well, you know, I heard good things about this movie. I heard that it's not your typical civil rights movie. No, no, it wasn't. Okay. It didn't seem like your regular civil rights movie. Okay. Um, I thought that the acting was brilliant. I thought that the writing was well. And, you know, Oprah tends to put out pretty decent art through Harpo's. Harpo Films. She she puts out pretty decent art. I, I, just like I said, it was a good movie except for that one scene. I just couldn't believe that they were doing that. It it, it almost seemed like is this supposed to be funny? Is this supposed to be a joke? Because it seemed kind of funny, but I knew oh. this was a serious drama. But it, that part seemed funny because it mirrored mm. another movie. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. I wow. saw the movie too, but I don't think I saw this other movie. That this Oprah scene was in. But, really? Um, yeah, Adam, we, we definitely have to talk off air. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I, I want to know. I, I'm now I'm curious about your scene, but yeah, we'll talk about it uh, later. Um, but I enjoyed it too, and I agree. So it's uh, for those who, for some reason, are unaware. It is about the uh, the Selma protest and the uh, eventually kind of culminating in the Selma. Montgomery marches uh, during the civil rights movement, but it definitely it, it's you know it's a historical drama and uh, it's even kind of like a MLK biopic, a uh, little slice of his life. But it was different in the sense that you you kind of get the inside feel of how to choose battles because mm-hmm. you get a lot of talking within the you know organizations. And it's a very strategic movement, and it's definitely – you get kind of an inside take because you don't think about it as you're watching things on TV or if you're an outsider. But there's a lot of planning. There's a lot of inner organization arguments. There's a lot of inner uh, kind of – you know, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that you don't think about right. when you plan things like this. And it's, it's a highly – I mean, it's, there's a lot of strategy involved, and it's not something that you don't think about or they don't think about. They put a lot of thought and a lot of – process and a lot of planning into everything and you just don't realize that until you actually watch a movie like this to kind of see you know how much work it does take to kind of make sure everything works even on your own side yeah that's true and it, and they also um the the dialogue that is used um on both sides in the white house and in um martin luther's camp um is very straightforward i like the fact that you know they don't mince words um, like, for example, in the White House, the president and some of the other uh, cabinet members freely use the word nigger. And 
it just shows you the rawness and the realness of the time period and what people were actually dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's definitely it was a real issue. I know for you know we're I hope we're all too young to be alive during that time period, but uh, yeah, it's definitely you can definitely see the issue that you know the last generation had and saw at the forefront and mm-hmm. the reality of it uh, there. And the media so. played a big part even back then, like j- just as they do now when it comes to world events and how they will put their hand in it and, you know, twist and move it to make it seem like more and different than what it is. Yeah, and I yeah. think that was a good point too, and not to spoil a little bit, but, you know, they chose their location because they knew that it would get media coverage. And it's still exactly. there, obviously, but they they knew what they were doing when they chose where they wanted to go to do these protests. So, mm-hmm. um, again, strategies and uh, really good. Like, uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. It was the best of the three movies I've seen over the holiday break, I'll say that. And wow. just to add on a quick thing, uh, interesting note. So if you watch the movies, you'll hear his speeches, and they're actually not his original speeches because the King Estate has licensed the speeches out to a different studio at the time. So they had to kind of do a little workaround on rewriting his speeches, which is kind of interesting just to think about that speeches can be kind of licensed out or copywritten. I heard so, that, and and one person um, commented, I believe on our page, and said that, our Facebook page, and said that they don't want people to think that these new speeches, the ones that rewrite, you know, were actually Martin Luther King. They don't want history to, be, to rewrite itself. Exactly, but it's, it's something that they, but they couldn't use the original, so they had to kind right. of make a make it work and keep the emotional, um, you know, keep the emotional tone and the kind of energy in them. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that toward the end they used the actual footage of the actual march. Yeah, come. yeah, they did a good job. The only thing, I think uh, they could have done a little bit more, you know, we didn't get a lot of Abernathy, and I know Mark and Luther King and Abernathy were really good friends uh, mm-hmm. throughout the whole movement, so we didn't get to see a lot of him in it. Uh, but again, he's not the focus either, but, you know, you kind of, it focused mainly on uh, Selma and Martin Luther King, but you know if you know if you know history with he did a lot with uh, Ralph Abernathy, and so we didn't get to see too much of that. Hmm. Well, what else did you walk in to see? Well, I um, I started off the holiday season with Lord of the Rings, or the sorry, the Hobbit movie, uh, Death, uh, Battle of the Five Armies. Um, you can tell by me forgetting what it is. It wasn't. I mean. <laughs> You're, you, if you watch the first two, you're going to finish it just because you're going to finish the story. But I really hope someone comes out with an edited version to condense this into one film because the last movie was just a two-and-a-half-long battle, two-and-a-half-hour-long battle that you're like, all right, we know good things happen. You know, they win. Let's, let's move the story along. Um, so Hobbit was not high on my list. Uh, I wouldn't rewatch any of the original Hobbit movies unlike I do with the Lord of the Rings. So um, you could probably pass on that if you don't want to finish this series. The other okay. movie I saw was the Angelina Jolie movie, Unbroken. And uh, the story about that one is it follows this um, World War II. Because he wasn't a pilot, but he was uh, like an Olympian. And he gets um, stranded on a raft in um, the Pacific and then gets captured in taken to a Japanese prison camp. That was another one that was kind of long, and 
it wasn't uh, – I'm on the fence. It wasn't awful, but at least with The Hobbit, you're watching two and a half hours of action. This movie, you're not getting as much action. You know, you see him get tortured. You see him go through a lot of hardships. And my, my problem with movies like this is since they're based on a real person, you know he survives. So you never really feel – I mean, you feel the pain, but you don't feel like he's going to die because he obviously moves on and, you know, writes – or has his life. So uh, I, I would say that was a pass for me as well because it was just, it was, they just, they went a little too long for. And I want to ask you a question, Adam. When yes. you were watching that movie or soon after you finished watching the movie, did you get to feel that it was obvious that they were making it a contender for the Academy Awards? A little bit, yeah. You can definitely yeah. tell they were, yeah, they were trying to milk it. Um, and. And it wasn't like they could have done a little bit more about focusing on his relationship with his other prisoners or what he did after the war, but it was definitely focusing too much on the torture and the pain and suffering that he went through. Mm-hmm. So all in all, see Selma, because uh, that one is worth seeing. That was the one to see? Yeah. You, yeah. you see anything else? Uh, it was just those two. Okay. Now, New Year here, anything coming up down the pipeline? Uh, well, there's an inherent vice, which kind of seems like a weird one, uh, about this guy, this kind of um, detective or someone trying to go after the drug thing. It's I don't know if it's going to be a good one, but it just came out last weekend as well, so I'm probably mm-hmm. end up seeing that. Um, and that's only on my radar at the moment. Okay. Well, guys, as always, we thank you so much. Have a great week. Welcome back. Happy New Year. We'll see you until March. (laughs) 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 Have a good one, okay? You too. What's going on, Iran? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. How's it going? It's going great. It's going great. Um, New Year, Iran. Happy New Year, Miss Parker. It's great to hear y'all's voice. before I start, I want to make a comment on the movie Selma also. And okay. I I know I know exactly what um scene that Chike's referring, referring to. to. Okay. Yeah, and I don't mind spoiling it, sorry y'all. So I'm I'm I'ma spoil it. Um well I'll just say this. Um what she say? Harpo, get my kids out of here. Get my kids out oh, they of here. had that scene. I don't, I don't want them. To, yeah, it was pretty much that scene where like um, oh, Miss Miss Sophia is being beaten when like yeah. when like she's being beaten at the market or, or whatever in like the town, whatever. It looked mm-hmm. very similar to that on um, Selma, where Oprah's oh. character was being beat by okay. the um okay. by, by the sheriff. Yeah, it was very similar. Wow. So, but there's a whole lot more to the movie Selma than just that scene. So people. Yeah, it was a really see. good movie. It, I thought it was excellent. I mean, it makes you cry, it makes you think, it makes you laugh. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's one of those it's, okay. Yeah, great, great movie. All right. Um, this is the first day of the last semester of my undergraduate career. Uh oh. Counting it down. I graduate in May. So Uh-oh. May, yeah, May the ninth. So. Awesome! Wow. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. So I will be a Bachelor of Arts 
carrying brother. So a B and plus the science less than four months. Say what? And then I'm off to law school, yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. What's going on the wonderful world of sports? First of all, okay. Um, Stuart Scott, rest in peace. Yes, uh, rest in peace. Yes. He passed away. I mean, I think we all know he passed away mm-hmm. last, last, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday prior. So um, mm-hmm. just wanted to um, wish his family um, all the best, and he was a great guy. I, yeah. I remember as a you know kid growing up, I didn't even know what Sports Center or ESPN was until he came on. Mm-hmm. And I I just remember hearing his voice and just seeing this and this person that looked look looked like my dad, you know that right. looked that yeah. looked me yeah on um, TV mm-hmm. talking about sports it was really cool so let's see oh did y'all see the um, Dallas game yesterday I didn't but I mean my Facebook Facebook timeline was going in <laughs> what are your thoughts man we first of all I thought that was a catch. And not just because I had money on that game, but I thought it was a catch. <laughs> I thought it was a catch. Um, so what exactly there, happened for those of us here? Okay. Dallas, first of all, Dallas had the lead in the game. They ended up losing the lead because their um, defense sucked. Their um, secondary was really bad. So what happened was that um, it was fourth it, it was fourth down maybe Two and a half minutes left the game. Dallas was was down by four points, and they had to go for it. I mean, they had to go for it. Mm-hmm. So, Tony Romo throws it. There's Bryant, runs up, catches the ball. He's then trying to go end zone, and the ball kind of touches the ground somewhat, whatever, and they're saying that it was an incomplete pass. My thing is once I always thought that a, that a catch was when you catch the ball and you have two feet on the ground. That's a catch. Mm-hmm. And anything after that, if the ball bounces out, out of his hand, as long as he gets control back of the ball, it should be a catch. But they're yeah. saying that that the ground does not cause a fumble, but it can cause an, an incomplete pass, which to me is stupid. Either mm. the ground can cause a fumble and, a, and an incomplete pass, or it can't do either. It, right, it can't yeah. be one, yeah. one, but I'm not the other. I, I just think that's that's not cool. And it was a great catch. It was a great catch. And I'm not a Cowboys fan at all. I just thought that they were going to win that game yesterday, and they didn't. And mm. you know, yeah, so lost my and also with the Ravens, the Ravens had a 14-point lead twice, not 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 once, y'all, twice in this game to, to the Patriots. A 14-point lead twice, and they lost the game by four points. Oh, oh, oh. I love because, Yeah, because their secondary was horrible. I mean, it was just one guy on there. His name is... Rashid Rashawn Melvin. Anyway, his last name is Melvin. Mm-hmm. Brother, if you're listening, family's listening, dude, <laughs> retire from football. It's not your thing. Find something else. <laughs> it's not you. You're not good at it. You got beat so many times. You were like 
Oprah's character in, in The Color Purple, you just got beat over and over again. <laughs> he was Miss Miss Sophia. Just beat, 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 beat. Yeah. Wow. Beat by also by the um, people at the town square. Just, just beat. He got beat. Indeed. So, brother, yeah, retire, let it go. It's, it's not your thing. Um, so I was up, upset about that. Because again, I had money on that game too. So, so for two. <laughs> well, you have you didn't have a good night, did you? <laughs> I, I'm in the hole. Yeah, but brother. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. Well, good. It wasn't too good. ESPN's but, um, asking. Listen, ESPN's asking which team will win the Super Bowl: the Colts, Packers, Patriots, or Seahawks? Who do you think? Okay, the team. Okay, America. Whatever team that I say is going to win, go against that. So if I say that it's going to be the um. Seahawks winning it, do the opposite, you know. So if I say the Seahawks, probably the Packers will probably beat the Seahawks. So mm-hmm. it's okay, this is my prediction. I have Seattle and New England in the Super Bowl. Okay. Knowing my luck, it'll be Green Bay and the Colts. So put some money on it, y'all. You all might win some money. So, but might yeah, win I, some money. You might win some money, but yeah, Seattle and um, New England in the Super Bowl, and I just like Seattle. I think they're 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 just talented. I mean, they're just just stacked all the way. Yeah. I mean, every position they're just stacked. So I, I have Seattle winning it all, all which right. means that they probably will lose. So, um, <laughs> yo, if, if y'all want to hear any more predictions. You know, you can follow me on Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, and I just realized what um, Snapchat is, y'all. I, I, I found that out last week. It's Are you crazy. on there? Yeah, I, I'm on there. It's, wow, the Internet. I mean, just the, these apps that they just come up with. It's crazy. fascinating to me. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, follow me on, on all that. Oh, Miss Faith Evans, I can't wait to hear this interview again. Thank you, Miss. Miss Faith for um, being back with us again. I'm looking yes. forward to hearing it. Even another big time in it, brother. Good, yes, good sir. job, Miss Parker. Yes, sir. Love y'all. <laughs> happy New Year again, Janera. If you're there, Happy New Year. She is here. Happy also. New Year, Aaron. And I'll talk to y'all next week. All right, y'all. Have a good one. All right, Aaron. Have a good one. Happy New Year, uh, Miss Ferguson. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Happy I'm New good. Year, Miss Ferguson. Happy New Year, Miss Parker. Miss <laughs> Ferguson, do you do New Year's resolutions? Uh, well, not really. I always break them. So I thought it was just maybe to save money. I think maybe I should make that my New Year's resolution to save money, but that also right. never works out. So. <laughs> well, it's the New Year. I know you got some amazing deals for us. Tell us what you got. I do, I do. Um, so first of all, I know I talk about this store a lot, but it's because I love it so much because you can save so much at this store. Um, Sax Fifth Avenue office, they're having a clearance blowout sale. And they've been having this sale for probably about two weeks now, um, maybe three. I think it started like right after Christmas, and they, they discounted, deeply discounted everything. Um, but it's, it's going to be going on while supplies last. So um, there are what, three in the Atlanta area. There's one um, at the, uh, there's one at Sugarloaf Mills. There's one at, um, at of course, North Georgia Premium Outlets. And then there's one at the new outlet shops of Atlanta. 
but that's Fifth Avenue office. Um, they're having their clearance blowout sale. And if you're shopping in the store, all clearance items are buy one. I'm sorry, buy two, get one free. Um, and if you're shopping online, all the clearance items are an extra 60% off. So, I mean, it's pretty much a win-win no matter where you are. I prefer to shop online because it, it, it just saves, like, a lot of time versus trying to go in a store and dig through things. You just go online, it's right, everything's right there at your fingertips. But anyway, so that's my first sale. Um, Victoria's Secret, they're having their semi-annual sale in the stores. Um, they're going to start uh, putting everything online as well, but uh, they're having it in stores, and this is right, this is perfect. Because it's right in time for Valentine's Day. If you guys want to plan ahead, um, mm-hmm. ooh. So uh, you, you know, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. The date has not changed. It's always February 14th. <laughs> I don't know why it always surprises people, but it is right around the corner. So if you guys want to, you know, go get something for if you ladies want to go get something for your guy, your guys want to go get something for your lady. Um, they are having their sale right now. Um, you can also, I think they're, I, I haven't looked online to see if, if they, they carried it over online, but they usually start the sales at different times. So um, you can shop online. I mean, you can go into the stores now and shop if any annual sale. Um, Banana Republic and Gap, they're having a sale, and you can get, and the sale ends today, by the way. Um, you can get 40% off of your purchase at Banana Republic and Gap. Plus, you can get um, 35% off of your purchase at Old Navy. So, all of that ends tonight, and they and Old Navy has, like, some crazy deals. I mean, tops for, like, $8, $7, $5. Um, Macy's is having a sale. Um, if you shop there now, you can get 20 to 75% off of their sale items. Plus, you can get 75% off, plus you can get 75% off of their uh, Charter Club cashmere sweaters. Um, so, again, that, that might be a good gift for Valentine's Day for your mom or something. I don't know if you want to get the sweetie a cashmere sweater, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever what, y'all what do, do, what y'all do. <laughs> what, what would you do if Robert got you a cashmere sweater? I think I would punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, what is this? What in the world is this? <laughs> right. I don't I don't even think I might I might be on the news. I, you, you just don't even know. Um <laughs> Uh, the Loft, they're having a sale, and uh, you can get 60% off of their winter sweaters. Um, they Crew, they're also having a sale. Um, you can get 40% off of their Wear Now style for men, women, and children. Um, but you have to hurry up and shop because the sale ends today. And, of course, it's past 10 o'clock, so if you're shopping online, you need to use code SALESNEWS. Um, shoes.com is having a sale, and you can get an extra 25% off of all, this, all of their sale shoes. Um, because this this is an online only store, we need to use code sale twenty five. Um, Express is having their end of season uh, end of season sale, and you can get up to seventy percent off of your purchase plus an additional forty percent off of clearance items. So that's not too bad there. And last but not least, uh, Nordstrom is having a sale, and this is a designer sale. So their their stuff is pretty pricey. I normally don't even average. You know, I don't even talk about Nordstrom. I usually go straight to Nordstrom Rack. But um, I just thought that this is a noteworthy sale because this is their designer sale, and they're calling this their designer finale sale, and you can save on tons of designer items um, that have been marked down. So that's all I have for you guys tonight. But 
that's a pretty great start for the beginning of the new year. So it, it really is, and, yeah. and they can find all this at budgetshopaholic.com, correct? They surely can. And there are links on our Facebook page and website. Thank you, uh, Ms. Ferguson. Have a great well, I'll, I'll talk to you next week, but have a great week and happy new year. Okay? <laughs> all right, happy new year. All right, have a good one. Good night, guys. Before we go to break, uh, question of the day: What is the turnoff when it comes to dating? Go to our Facebook page or tweet us at Steve and I Show. Let us know. We'll be right back. Right back at this in a minute. You're listening to the Steve and I Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to the Steve and I Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Stephen Knight Show, Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Quick-paced, anxious, exhilarating, inspirational, and direct. The 11th hour is more emotional and searing. The 11th hour indicts the systematic indifference and criminalization of our inner-city youth. It brings forth compelling arguments supported by historical, economical, and judicial perspectives and offers hope in the midst of this deadly epidemic. With so much happening in the news regarding the relationships between police and uh, minority men, I thought it was very fitting to have this cast on. So please help me welcome the cast of the 11th Hour. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing, Stephen Knight? Doing good. Is it Angela? Yes, it is. How's it going? Oh, man, I'm doing awesome. I'm wonderful. I'm glad to be on. Well, we're glad to have you on our first show of the new year. Now, are the other people with you? Yes. Yeah. This who, is, this who all do we have? We we got Reggie Love here, too, man. Steven, how are you today, man? I'm good. I'm good. And you're the technical director. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. And Angela, you're the playwright. I am. Okay, so. So tell us, you know, we've been seeing a lot in the news about, you know, just the chaos. Um, and I think it's really, especially end of last year, you know, with Michael Brown and some of the other cases, you know, about we've seen the protests and people responding to just being done with the, which seems to be a target for young African-American men. Your thoughts on that and how this play came off together? Oh, man, should I take this one, Reggie, or you got it? Well, let me let me start it off by saying, um, you know, we we definitely see what has been happen happening mm-hmm. recently in the news. But um, we 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 stated that this has been happening since right. the days of Emmett Till and and, and and you know, all the way back in the early nineties with um with with so many people, and we run into these issues every single day. So we got right. started. We were actually commissioned to do this project by uh, our executive producer, National Black Television. Um, when we met them at the uh, SCLC National Convention in 2014, um, mm-hmm. we were actually at the convention on August the 9th when the Michael Brown situation happened, and there was wow. so much of an uproar, and we wanted to do something about it, but we wanted to do something intelligently. Uh, so we were commissioned by MBTV and, and Angela, she got to writing, and um, she'll she'll tell you a little bit more about uh, the inspiration behind the writing. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. It, it goes without question, Stephen, that all the unfolding of all these events, one behind the other, it seems, um, you know, right. to where excessive force just resulted in the death of, you know, unarmed, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what what the media deems as perpetrators. Uh, right, had just yeah. gotten to the point to where it was just dizzy, you know, just we were just tired. And so, ironically, um, I was writing the script during the unfolding of the events in Ferguson, and so wow. there was no lack of inspiration. Mm-hmm. And, you know, following closely, watching the social media feeds and seeing how adamant people were about their, you know, their position on the topic, I said there's right. a way to com- compartmentalize all these voices Mm-hmm. And you know, and and put them all together into a stage play, and to you know, insert these voices into characters, and let people really see the full picture. Because unfortunately, a lot of times media only shows one perspective, maybe right. two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and, not. And cool. You know what's kind of embarrassing for me, uh, and this, me and Miss Parker talked about this one day over lunch, is that when they were showing, they were having the protest in uh, Ferguson. A lot of the image, imagery that we saw were the, you know, them trashing the town, burning down the town, mm-hmm. and not really mm-hmm. focusing on the, the people that were out there. Yeah. There were a lot of people that were really just being peaceful. They left, yeah. and then that's when the chaos, but, but that wasn't what was really being shown. And so I think that something like this, you know, um, tells a story because some people don't understand it. It's, you know, that's not their, their reality, you exactly. know, being uh, profiled. You know, they don't, they don't get it. They don't understand. They don't know, you know, what it feels like. So... Tell us about, um, you know, some of the characters in, in this play and, and a little bit more about what we can expect when we come see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Reggie, how about I, Do we have any other people that are on the call by chance? Because I may have some of the actors on the call. I'm not sure. And it would be really did. dope if they introduced their own, you know, their, themselves. Right. But if not, yeah. I can get us started. Um, oh, yeah, I know for sure. We have a number of different types of actors that play different perspectives. For example, we felt that it was necessary to discuss the judicial side of things. Um, We have somebody that talks about the financial and economic disparity of the inner city. We also talk about the historical relevance of the story. Um, We also Mm -hmm. go into, you know, the the fact that not enough people are equipped with the knowledge that it takes to really understand their rights. You know, we also come from the perspective of the people who are left behind and then we also come from the perspective of the police. <laughs> so right, yeah. what yeah. our what our whole intent and goal was was to make sure that we had a very well balanced, full bodied mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah, yeah. And you it, can't have that without without having the the perspectives of, of all different sides. You know what I mean? So at least so even if you don't agree with the other side, at least you can have an understanding of what they're thinking about. You know what the, you know where they're coming from. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I absolutely agree with that as well. And, uh, you know, you have to, uh, and we decided to do this as our way of protesting, but we wanted to make sure that we did this intelligently. Um, right. it, it, it's not going to be the way that uh, we're vilifying the police or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. more that up trying to uplift the community and making sure that everybody has an understanding, hey, this is a, a plight epidemic, um, and it's not necessarily all police that are doing it. Uh, it's right. not necessarily exactly. all the, all these uh, other individuals are doing it, and we're doing it to ourselves too. And uh, mm-hmm. so we come from various angles and various perspectives. Um, and Angela, I, I, I love when she explains it uh, about our form of theater 
our young men. AC, go ahead and and and, and uh, put that energy out there. And Stephen, you and I have a rich history because I remember you were one of the very first radio show hosts that interviewed me about Rimshot Urban Musical a couple of years back. Yeah, and that, yeah. when, whenever I do theater, um, it's got to have a social agenda. So we mm-hmm. have a hashtag mm-hmm. called Performing Arts for Social Change because wow. it's got to be responsible entertainment. And one thing that I was really put off by as it relates to urban theater is that mm-hmm. our African-American men are portrayed in four different ways. I'm about to run it down real quick. You either okay. have one in drag. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have another one who's an outright criminal. Mm-hmm. You have another one that's like a caricature with the slapstick comedy. Right. Or yeah. you have the guy that's absolutely perfect, and then he turns out to be crazy. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it was really, really important to me that because I'm surrounded by upstanding, responsible African-American men every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know what, this is going to be an opportunity to show them in their best light because oftentimes what we are washed over with when it comes to the perception of African-American men is that they fall into one of those four prototypes, and that's absolutely false. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. Now we have uh, Cha Cha Martin's on the line as well. Are you there, awesome. Martin? <laughs> hey, how you doing? This is Cha Cha Martin. How's it going? Tell, tell us about uh, your, your, I'm your, just your happy hack. to be here with Angela and Reggie, two of the yes. most awesome people that you can find on this earth. I'm just happy to have and and just you know vibing with them every day. They're just yeah. awesome. I, you know, I can imagine that doing a project like this and working with people, it has to be rewarding because you know you're doing something for the greater good. And then when you're in that circle of people bringing that together, I can only imagine what that experience is about. Can you talk about that, Chacha? Yes. Oh, man. You know, first of all, I, I love doing anything that's going to impact people, make people think. And what I love about the projects um, with the positive art movement is you're always going to learn something. So I come in and, oh, I know some stuff about life. And then, you know, you go to rehearsal and you're like, oh, man, I got a lot to learn. You know, it's so much to soak in, you know, and I'm I'm just like a sponge right now. You know, I thank God for allowing me to be here and to learn, soak in, and, and to be able to make a difference through my gifts. That's, you know, when I gave my life to God, that's what I knew I wanted to do was just impact people in a positive way. And I believe through the positive arts movement, there's nothing you can do but that. Like, there's no choice. You're going to be positive wow. and you're Absolutely. Like Absolutely. Now, now you're acting in the in the play, is that correct? Yes, I am acting in the play. Um, I play the character Elaine. Okay. And um, okay. Elaine, she's, she's from the hood, you know, much like me, Harlem, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, she's from the hood, and um, she's just tired of seeing our black men just going through, getting arrested, getting profiled, getting mistreated, you know, just because of the color of their skin. And, you know, you feel her passion, you know, on the stage and her just wanting to see things change so that our men can have a positive future. And she really comes with a lot of passion on that stage. So, you know, y'all got to come out and see this. You have to. Absolutely, absolutely. Amber, when when is the play? When can we see it? Where can we see it? 
Okay. Um, the production is premiering this weekend, this coming Saturday, uh, the 17th Ooh. at 6 p.m. Um, it will be at a part of the Freedom Cafe Initiative at Ben Hill United Methodist Church. Um, mm. We specifically chose that location because it is the childhood church home of Mayor Kasim Reed. What we're hoping okay. for is that he will be there. Um, yeah. It starts right at 6 o'clock. This production is appropriate for all ages. Um, one thing that I'm really adamant about is that there's no explicit language or name-calling because we want to be a an example to the, yo- to the exactly. young people that actually come out to see it. So it's a suggested donation at the door of $10, but no one will be denied access because we believe people need to see this. Um, mm. Just to kind of give you a little sidebar note, uh, to, we're really excited that we're honoring four people uh, that were pioneers in the civil rights movement, one of which is Dan Moore. He's the founder of the Apex Museum downtown. We have Charles mm-hmm. Steele. He's the president of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. We also have Bernard Lafayette. He walked arm-in-arm with Martin Luther King Jr. himself during the Selma days. And then we have C.T. Vivian, who also was one of um, Martin Luther King Jr.'s, Mm -hmm. like, right hands. So all four of them will be in the audience that day, and we're really excited to do this, almost like an extension to show them that this generation is still fighting for the liberties they fought for back in the 60s. Uh, Exactly. And that's that's amazing. Isn't it kind of, you know, interesting that – I think that, you know, for a long time, especially a lot of people said, well, we have a black president, that people thought that, like, uh, civil rights issues were kind of a thing of the past. But when we see things nah. like Ferguson and, you know, what's ha- happening in New York and everything, yeah. it just shows us it's still here. It's still here alive and well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it is definitely – uh, expounded as well. I mean, I just recently saw a news. I mean, recently saw a news report of police officer gunning down a, a man who was who had his hands up, and uh, mm-hmm. they still shot him. And he was of another uh, racial pro, uh, racial profile. And mm-hmm. we 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 feel that it's our responsibility to hold them accountable and say, "Hey, we see what you're doing out here. It's not right." right. It needs to be some sort of accountability action. So it's not just a theatrical production that we're doing. This is actually a movement. Um, we, we did a forum on yesterday called Unleashed, and we had about maybe about 15 young people in the audience. And when we did this Unleashed, we actually got them involved and educated them and made sure that there was a plan of action attached to it. So it's not just come see this production, come see this play. But it's about okay now that you you have this weapon called knowledge, go out and use it. Wow, yeah, and knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Yes, let's, indeed. Let's, let's go through real quick and and each person tell us why we need to see this play and any closing remarks you have. We'll start with you, Angela. Okay, okay, definitely. You've got to see this play because the new knowledge that you'll receive will empower you to be better, and it'll also cause you to join a movement that will spread and cause other people globally to also become more aware of what they have and what they can do with what they have. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah, and I'll go, and I'll say it just like this. Hey, this is the premiere, and everybody always wants to go out and be the first to do everything. This is the premiere of something very big. We already have plans uh, of taking this thing around the country. Uh, Our next stop is Ferguson, Missouri. 
and we're taking it to other places as well. But you want to be the first to come, and this will probably be the last time that you can get in for a $10 donation. So come on yeah. out on the 17th, celebrating MLK weekend. We want to get it out to the masses. It's going to be a live taping, a live filming, and uh, it's going to be very historical. So uh, come on out. It's, it's, it's a great time. Bring your family, bring your friends. Uh, we hope to see you there. All and, right. Um, and Chacha? Yeah, this is Chacha. I will say the Bible says that die because of lack of knowledge. And you need to come out and get this knowledge in a way that you'll be so entertained. By the time you walk out of there, you're going to feel good because you just saw a production that is off the chain. But at the same time, you're going to be educated about something that maybe you've never seen from different types of angles. So I'll say come out and get that edutainment. Wow. Well, listen, I wish you all the best with the premiere this weekend. It's going to be awesome. Have a great, great uh, weekend and uh, great, a great premiere. Thank you so much, Stephen Knight. We appreciate you. Yes, congratulations, man. Thank and you. happy birthday. You. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> happy birthday. Hello. Ooh, Who's happy birthday? Oh, <laughs> you're on our anniversary. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care. Okay. All right. Okay. Let me let you know that uh, the eleventh hour. Go on our Facebook page. Find out information how you can get tickets and go see this amazing play. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Stephen Knight Show, Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Over the holiday break, I had a wonderful chance to speak with Faith Evans who released her new album, Incomparable. We're going to play that interview for you. It's a really good interview. We talk about a lot of things, her music, her fitness. We, I, I remember that Tank, uh, the singer Tank, he uh, announced on Instagram that he was quitting the industry because his album, albums were not selling. He wasn't getting the support. We talk about that and a lot more. So if we're ready, we're going to play that interview for you. Tweet us. Let, let us know what you think. I love Faith. She's a great guest, and hopefully you enjoy this interview. Okay, we're still setting up, actually. Well, let's go to question of the day real quick while we're waiting. Um, question of the day is, what is your frustration uh, or turnoff when it comes to dating? We had a lot of people respond. So a lot of people are frustrated with dating and have a lot of turnoff. Let's get to them real quick. Let's see. Oh, okay. Well, the interview's ready, so we're going to look for the interview. We'll come back after the interview and talk about uh, your answers to the question of the day. Here's my interview with Faith Evans. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Our first guest is a multi-platinum Grammy Award-winning superstar with such hits as Soon As I Get Home, Love Like This, Gone Already, and the list goes on. She's now back with a new hit album entitled Incomparable. Please help me welcome the one and only Faith Evans. Welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you. <laughs> I mean, wow. You know, you were on uh, with us, I think, a year ago, and... 
you you've been our biggest show. We've had a, a last eleven years, but you've been the biggest get, get the biggest in terms of the listeners. They like, people love you. They love okay. yes. They love Faith Evans. Wow. <laughs> and I know that we're doing this, um, you know, during the holiday break. How do you plan on spending your holidays? Other than promoting your new album. <laughs> I'm actually at home. Um, I just got back in town two days ago, so I'm just chilling. Yeah. Just chilling. Um, I had to do all my little Christmas shopping for my little one online. Yeah. I've been traveling. Um, but I'm at home actually, just with the kids and very low key. Good. Um, Ain't that much planned at all. I'll be in town till probably like February. So February, okay, okay. Catching yeah. up, catching up with the mail and laundry and all that stuff. Right. <laughs> well, I know we were talking about before we uh we went live that we were talking about you know even though you're I don't want to say independent but you're you're doing it yourself for the most part. But you said now that you um well how would you say the control is that you're in control of everything the music you know who gets it what kind of style. How do you feel now that everything's in your hands? Well, I've been independent for my this is the third album I've done independently. Okay. But um, with this situation, I did a partnership with BMG Chrysalis, who are a major distributor. Mm -hmm. So right. uh, I just I just I did a, a partnership with them on their master program. So basically, they're doing label services, so like marketing and promotion. But mm -hmm. I still. You know, it's still very minimal budget, and I still definitely find myself as an independent um, artist having to, you know, sometimes suffice and make things up out of my pocket, right. make stuff happen out of my pocket, but, you know, it's, it's, it's what it is right now. Yeah. I'm just trying to, um, you know, bring awareness to my project. So exactly, exactly. That's what you got to do. And we play, you know, your songs on here all the time. You know, it's funny, um, you've always been a, I, I had the pleasure of meeting you at the premiere of R&B Divas the first season when you were on there. And, you know, that was my second time seeing you in person. You're a beautiful woman. I know you hear it all the time. Um, first time was when I saw you live in concert back in 98. You were on tour with Total and Drew Hill. And, you know, my, my, I have an older brother. His sister is it, Pam from Total, you know. So um, she's family. And so I remember that you were the first concert I saw live in Richmond, Virginia. And you killed it. I mean, you always kill when you sing. But I was just blown away. I was blown away. Uh, when I heard you sing, you did this medley um, of uh, "Soon as I Get Home" until and then um, come over. Won't you come over? Make love to me. That's all. No, I think you sure it was "Soon as I Get Home." Message, I'm sorry. I know back then I used to do "Never Let You Go." Never let you go. Never let you go. And the, and the thing was, this is that you know after you leave the concert, I was listening to that CD. I said, I wish I had that <laughs> that performance on CD. You know what I mean? Because you killed it. You killed it. You killed it. How how is live performing for you? I absolutely love it. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, if that's the last time you've seen me live, then, wow, I've definitely, I've grown. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm mostly in 50 years, you know, that I'm kind of young, but I know I'm still very shy and still getting into, you know, learning how to, to you know, um, to, kind of take the audience along on my ride at my pace. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to take control of audience because I don't really, you know, I don't think that sounds right. And I don't really think that's realistic, but at the same time, I've certainly grown into being able to do a good, you know, um, performance as a headliner. And, right. You know, you know, the records that they want to hear. And it's always something that they want to hear that I can't perform because I ain't doing two-hour shows. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I've definitely come a long way. I, 
Yeah, and you can tell it. I mean, I haven't seen you in person perform since then, but I obviously I watch you on YouTube and on different award shows, and anytime you're on different shows promoting your music. Like I remember when you uh, promoted your last record, then you had the, the single "God Already," which I told you I love that song, and you killed that on Wendy Williams. Killed it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so. I don't think that was my best performance. That's hard. It was good though, but you know. You know I mean, you know, it just got me in my mind. I know. Right. Like, it was probably minor wardrobe issues. I just went on and stuff. Oh. Like, so I don't usually like to have, you know, stuff like that on my mind when I'm about to perform. I like to be quiet and, you know, knock it out. So I, I probably thought that it was, you know, as good as it could have been. Yeah. I liked it, though. <laughs> I loved it. Because, you know, when you hear a hit song, a song that you love, and then you find an artist singing live, oh, I hope they did a good job, and you always surpass what right. you do on record. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, thank you. Just talk about that because you know I perform too. I'm a singer, and so but I I know how it is. If you're not if you're kind of thrown off right before, it can affect your voice. And, you know, recently Mariah Carey performed uh, for the Tree Lightning in uh, New York, and you know she got some you know negative reviews. But the backstory was that she got there late, and they said we well, need to go on right now. And I'm sure that kind of started a little bit. Do you think, how much can that throw somebody off vocally if they're just like, something like that happens last minute? Uh, you know what, I, I, I don't know because even though, I mean, that's probably happened to me before too. Mm -hmm. where, yeah. you, know, um, you know, I didn't get an intro, I thought I was getting an intro and it's like my music start playing. Mm -hmm. But it, I mean, it, I think it may be, sometimes it's summer by morning that Someone, you know, I think everyone knows the name Faith Evans. I was talking to some co-workers, um, Caucasian co-workers who are older. I love her. She has a beautiful voice. I was just have to rush home to have to rush home to get the interview Faith. So it's like you, but that being said, you being that caliber of an, of an artist, um, and then he's wildly successful. Is it? A lot of pressure, you know, having to live up to the expectation of other people? Um, for me, no. Okay. I, I can honestly say that, but that's because I've, I've always sort of maintained the, you know, even when I have to put on my quote unquote 
think that it's costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. right. But that's really all that is as far as me getting dressed. Like, you know, sometimes when I go, I normally run around in my workout clothes, I sweat, you know, mm-hmm. cornrows. And that's normal for people in public, you know, wherever I am. Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? To be that way, I don't feel a way about it. So I think that because that's not something, my career and being a quote unquote celebrity, I don't necessarily see myself as
else that goes to work. So you act a certain way, and not saying you're being funny, but you're not going to be appropriate for work that you may not have to do at home. I mean, that's, you know what I mean? It's a difference. And I think that celebrities the same thing. Like Whoopi Goldberg said, when she steps out of the house, she knows she's Whoopi Goldberg. But when she's in her house and cameras are trying to film, man, she, that's the problem. That's too much. That's too much. No one deserves all that. Yeah. You agree? Yeah.
aside from the fact that Comparable does have a sort of a concept behind it, it's, you know, uh, reflecting what I was the, going through romantically post-divorce and okay. kind of getting back into saying, okay, I'll see somebody, I'll, you know, I'll have to date somebody. Um, and that whole rigmarole of, you know, not thinking you want a relationship with this. I am a relationship person. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me not to feel like <laughs> that if I'm spending a lot of time with somebody because I'm not going to be doing the multiple. Right, yeah. But, you know, um, I just, I feel like this album is a well-rounded selection of tempo. I mean, it has the interlude that a lot of my fans miss. Yes, yes. Um, they some dance breaks, some up tempo, listening music, as well as a couple of inspirational songs. I just think it's a nice, well-rounded selection wow. of music, and that was really my goal, just to make a to be solid album. I didn't even want to waste my time recording something that I didn't feel solid about. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just really proud of how it came together and you know, in today's climate of course a lot been said about and you know, talked about I'm so sorry for that noise in the background. But I came outside to get in a quiet area and they're building a house like white <laughs> 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 Let me go inside, okay. Okay. Um I'm glad it's just said, you know, about R and B and so I it's either way, my expectations of it commercially I commercially I really have any, I just wanted exactly the response that I've been getting that it's a great album. Right. That's, you know, that's why I do it. Yeah, and you always, you never feel, there's never been an album that you put out that I'm like, oh no, she needs to do, no, it's always a silent project. You know, I don't know if, if you saw, but Tank recently did an Instagram post and he said that he is quitting the music industry because I believe his album came out and only had like 16,000 first week sales. And he said, and then it dropped like the six thousand the next week. And he said that, you know, he puts in his his passion and he and, and hard work, and he, you know, he knows his talent. And for it not to be received, um, it's like why keep doing this if no one's listening? If we talk about R&B, you know what? Hmm. I can't even tell you how many albums I sold, and it's probably something like three, four, maybe. You know, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Why, why do you feel like R&B music, because I mean, people love R&B music, they love it, but why do you feel like people are not supporting it like they're doing some of, you know, a lot of the pop stars? Oh, well, because it's not really being, it's been in your face, you know, it's not being commercial standpoint. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I, you know, for me, I can't, it's like, but you know, I can't. I understand where Tank is coming from, and then, you know, no, I can't judge anyone for expressing their frustration at right. all. Yeah. But, you know, I don't I don't necessarily know the answer to it. You know what I mean? Like, people are going to like what they like. And to be honest, again, not to be on deep, but I just feel like a lot of it goes back to this big taboo thing right between radio and, yeah. and, record, and record labels, mm-hmm. and, you know the whole pay to play yeah, um, yeah. you know thing which could never quite be explained for some reason mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm asking about my budget line items so, right. so yeah. either way it's not for me to try and solve or figure out but I do know that I, I can understand the frustration but at the same time like I said I probably am the sole less than half of that my mm-hmm. I am very happy that people that have had a chance Exactly. I don't measure my success by the sales, but at the same time, it certainly doesn't 
especially artists that we really love and we see them doing their thing. You know, she's independent now. She's been independent for the last few albums. And they're putting a lot of her money and her hard work and her talent. She's talented. Buy her album. Buy her album. It's called Compost and Stories Everywhere. Get your copy. We'll be right back after this. How do you find a job when there are no jobs? Learn Skip Tracing and build a professional business that services professionals like attorneys, process servers, and repossession companies. This is no part-time Tupperware or Mary Kay selling job. It's not even an online survey scam. In Skip Trace Secrets, you'll learn all the inside hush-hush secrets of finding people and finding out things about people. Go to LearnSkipTracing.com and get your instant download copy of Skip Trace Secrets, dirty little secrets Skip Tracers use. Also in the Apple iBook Store. Nook and Amazon. Welcome back to the Steve and I show. Now it's time to go on to Steve's playlist. Tonight we are featuring songs by uh, Faith Evans, of course, and Natika uh, Hemingway, who is also a friend of the show. She has a brand new tune called Wrong Thing, so definitely check that out. We don't have much time, so we'll get right into it. The first song is by Faith Evans. It's one of her throwback songs, one of my all-time favorites, called You Used to Love Me. Check it out. And enjoy Stephen's playlist.